This is Winning IR, a podcast exploring the diverse insights within the IR community. Join me, Mark Faskin, as I sit down with IROs and other IR stakeholders to discuss the winning strategies, tactics, and shifts in thinking that are redefining the profession. A challenge many IROs face when taking on a new role is building or rebuilding the IR department from the ground up. This critical undertaking can affect the company's future, determine how easy or difficult it is to access capital, and set the stage for an IRO's career trajectory. Today's guest is Brooks Rennie, VP, Head of Investor Relations at Byline Bank. Before joining Byline, Brooks was the AVP of Investor Relations at U.S. Bancorp and was an IRO at TCF Bank, where he executed a $3.6 billion merger with Chemical Financial Corporation to become the 26th largest publicly traded bank in the U.S. Brooks has extensive experience building and modernizing IR departments throughout his career, and he also serves on the Neary Twin Cities Chapter Board of Directors and was recognized by Neary in the inaugural class of the top 40 under 40 in IR. This episode features practical advice from his learnings throughout his career, why it's important to have in-house IR, and the consequences of not having an internal IR team, his process for building out the IR department at Byline, and the first things you should do when building out an IR program at an established organization. So, Brooke, I thought that I'd start with a bit of the backstory. You've been in IR your whole career. How'd you get into it? Yeah, Mark, great question. So I know nothing else but IR in corporate development. So I started my career with a bank called TCF Financial Corporation, which was a mid cap bank headquartered in Wyzetta, Minnesota. I, I did two internships with TCM and was curious about the overall, you know, kind of financial markets. And I heard about what investor relations is and was, you know, very quickly sold on what it was. So I, I was able to develop myself through an internship as well as then transition that into a full-time career. So I've spent three years in investor relations and corporate development as an analyst with TCF, and then that transitioned into U.S. Bank, where I was there for about a year and a half, and then now here with Byline Bank. So I, in total, have been with NIR for about five years. And in some of these roles you've been in, going back to the topic of the podcast today, you've been part of the sort of build-out of some IR programs. And so at Byline, I think in particular, how have those previous experiences impacted how you've built out that IR function at Byline? Yes. So when I was with TCF as an analyst, I was a part of a outdated, reactive, stodgy department and transitioned that into a proactive, high-performing, engaging department within six months. And how did we do that was we kind of started from scratch. We, we did sell-side analyst reach-outs to, to learn about what the pros and cons of the company were, as well as recommendations. We reached out to our top 25 institutional investors to engage what, what their thoughts were on what's working, what's not working. And then in addition to that, we interviewed executives and we wanted to understand, are we telling our story correctly and is there a better way to do that? And so... After we gathered all that information, Mark, we then created a very detailed investor relations plan on how we're going to go out and tackle this in the next six months, 
12 months and then a year and a half after that. And so with that, that really grounded me on how to, you know, build the fundamentals in place of how you start an IR program. And I was able to, to learn that at a very young age of my career, which I think really gave me a step forward into my opportunity here at Byline to establish the investor relations department with, with the company I'm at today. So now at Byline, and you've sort of been a part of building out the department, what have some of the steps you've taken been, right? I mean, thinking about somebody who maybe is listening and they're just in the first steps of that process, what are some of the things they should think about? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So I, I joined Byline a year and a half ago in July of 20. And so my overall process for me to build the IR department was first to learn the company story and assess what resources are in place. You know, I was lucky enough to join two weeks before the company's quarterly earnings release. So I had the opportunity firsthand to see how, quote unquote, you know, the sausage was made. And that was a great opportunity for me to, you know, connect with, you know, people in each other, you know, different functions within the finance department. So for me to understand, you know, what are their processes? How can I add value here throughout that, you know, short span? And then post that, the next three months, I, I, I was a sponge. And as I learned the business, participated in investor meetings, successfully got through my first earnings with the company. And then in addition to that, was able to really connect with the executive management team to understand, you know, their roles, their processes, and as well as how they interpret the, the byline story. And so after my assessment, Mark, which was, you know, you know, five, five months, I would say, I then created a very comprehensive, detailed, 60 plus page investor relations plan to formalize the department as well as, you know, kind of make the next step in the building the foundation of the company's IR department. I have sort of two follow up questions to, to some of those steps. One of them is, it seems like in a lot of these interviews that we've done, IROs talk a lot about understanding the company's story, like being the subject matter expert. And so how did you do that? Like, who did you talk to? What were some of the steps that you took to feel like you had a really good, deep understanding of the business? So great question. There's two, two ways that you can do this. One is you need to roll up your sleeves and to do the homework on your own. And and the first, you know, things that I did was look on the company's IR website to, you know, first understand. And I read the 10Q as well as the annual report just to fully understand the business. And then I read the investor presentations as well as the earnings releases. So I got pretty comfortable of, you know, where's everything disclosed? What company, you know, what lending businesses are, you know, is byline in? And then in addition to that, I then interviewed and got to know all the executives and like I mentioned, hear their stories and how they interpret byline. But to be honest, Mark, the best way to understand and hear the story is to just sit and listen in investor meetings and listen to your CEO, CFO, and president tell the story their way. Because they're all going to have different, unique ways of telling the story. 
but in the end, it comes together of, you know, the background of it, you know, the process, as well as the, the overall growth story for the company. So, you know, I, I would recommend, you know, doing your homework as well as just being a sponge and listening and taking, taking notes. That's great. Another question that I had, because you've, you've mentioned twice sort of a, a comprehensive plan. And obviously there's a lot of different components to this, but I've seen actually in the NERI forums, a few people ask, what are some of the major components of a, of an investor relations strategy or, or plan, as you say, what would you say are maybe some of the three or, or five major pieces that you, you think somebody should have in that plan? I'll first start with understanding what was the history or the evolution of the department. So when I came into to Byline, there was no formalized in-house IR department. There was the CFO as well as some other finance business line heads, you know, kind of all pitching together to to get the earnings release, the earnings presentation out, as well as our, you know, activities, you know, done. And so what I would do is one, first, understand the history and create an evolution of the department to see what the past is, what the current is, as well as the what's the best in class IR function department that you want to create, as well as then developing and understanding CPIs for IROs to measure their success. And so what does that mean? It's very, I think, tough to measure IROs just due to it being a unique department. However, there are key quantitative metrics for IROs to measure their success, which would be, for example, stock price valuation, share retention and makeup of the shareholder base, sell site analyst ratings and coverage, IR website analytics, investor perception studies, awards, as well as the quality of investor meetings. I think that's a really important one because you can meet with some of the same investors over and over and they may not, you know, invest in your company or they might, but it's always good to strategically target investors that would fit your story. Either if you're a growth story or a GARP or a long-term investor, to try to, to try to get them in front of your CEO and CFO and management team because their time is obviously very sensitive. And so you just need to be thoughtful on the, the quality of the investor meetings followed by the number of shares purchased. Um, and then just a few other, you know, you know, things that can go into an IR plan would be understanding the, the resources that are driving value for your IR department. And what does that mean? So that would be, you know, who supports internally the department? What vendors are you using appropriately? Is there opportunities to either enhance your budget or decrease your budget? Um, as well as then, you know, being thoughtful on just being detailed with the resources that you need. And then the last two, uh, Mark, I would mention would be how do you look for opportunities to enhance and elevate your department? Meaning, is there a way to enhance your earnings preparation, engagement, message development, where you can make, you know, efficiencies in reports? Or is there a better way to tell your story if there's a, an event going on within the market 
for your industry during earnings. And then lastly, it would be to increase analyst coverage. So when I walked into Byline, we've had four analysts covering us. And I have been proactively, you know, reaching out and engaging with Sunside analysts. And I've had the opportunity to successfully have two analysts launch coverage on us since I've joined in. That's been a really positive opportunity for, for the company. So there's, there's a number of ways to kind of do an investor relations plan. It just really depends on where you are within your company, as well as what are the needs for the department to get established. That's a, those are some great points. So maybe taking a little bit of a step back, I mean, so you've, you're, you're at Byline now, you've sort of sat down, you've understood the story, you've put together that plan. So now fast forward, looking back, how has some of the work you've done changed or the, the processes within the business? How have things improved at Byline? I mean, you just touched on the analyst coverage, but what are some of the other areas of, of improvement that you've seen? Sure. Yeah, great question. So when I joined, there was not really an outreach plan or investor targeting where there was limited as well as reactionary communication. And so I created a targeting methodology of potential investors that we would like to meet with. And so I've been proactive on when we are going to go attend an investor roadshow or conference wherever in the United States. I have been reaching out to institutional investors that would, like I mentioned, be interested in meeting with us as well as that makes sense, right? We just don't want to go have, you know, a meeting to have a meeting. We want to have a meeting with an investor that would be a, a potential buyer as well as, you know, trying to be thoughtful on management's time. So I have created a methodology, targeted investors. And so if you want to look on a year over year basis, we've increased our institutional investors by 55 investors on a year over year basis. And so I think that's a nice metric to, to, to show that, you know, the targeting does work. And so that, that's one, one item that I would say has been successful as well as just overall communication with the streets. You know, we've been thoughtful on our messaging when it comes to earnings, as well as last week we announced an M&A acquisition of another bank. And so there's been a lot of different opportunities, to say the least, to get in front of investors as well as analysts to tell them the buy-line story. Glad to hear you say that the targeting does actually work. A lot of people that question the value of the, the direct outreach. So glad to hear that it's, it's working very well for Byline. So you've talked a lot about things to do, things that you should do. Let's cover some of the things that maybe you, you shouldn't do. As an IRO who's building out an in-house program, are there any things that you think people should avoid? It's a great question. So, you know, I think... You know, investors are essential to a company. And so I think you need to be thoughtful on management's time, especially how things have changed through COVID. Meaning historically, before COVID, you know, you could go attend several different conferences within the quarter, as well as roadshows. And that's changed. We need to adopt 
adapt to, to how we're taking investor meetings now. And a lot of that's virtual. And so I would think about being more thoughtful on management's time, as well as, like I mentioned, being strategic with your targeting efforts. Another don't would be to, to be, I guess, more thoughtful on your approach when it comes to messaging. So there's a lot of check the boxes and the ways that IR has been land historically. And I just think that IR is still kind of back in the, the olden days where the investing is in more of a next generation. And so I would say be more thoughtful when it comes to dealing with investors. And if they're not able to take a meeting, that's okay. As well as just, you know, be, being more willing to reach out and be, be accommodated. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of like maybe just to, to, I think what I'm getting out of that is that as you build out an in-house program, maybe it's, there's a feeling of like, I need to get out there. I need to talk to investors. We need to get meetings, but it's, which is true. But to your point, you want to be thoughtful about it. Make sure that yes, you want to go out and talk to investors, but you want to talk to the the right investors and not just feel like maybe you're spinning your wheels. I was just going to mention when it, when it comes down to formalizing a department, you know, be thoughtful as well as it's, it's going to take a while. So you're not going to be able to just, you know, create a folder and then say, Oh, you know, the, the, the department's, you know, formalized here. It, it, it's going to take, time it's going to be challenging because you're going to try one avenue and it may not work so you need to adjust or pivot and so i think the best recommendation that i would you know seek out would be you know you can't do it alone you just can't and so be willing to ask questions roll up your sleeves it's going to be hard work but you know pull people in to help you and because they, they may have great ideas or recommendations from an outside perspective that can definitely elevate your game as well as just the overall company. And so I would seek help in, in building out, you know, an IR department. Yeah. Yeah. That, that you made a, a great point earlier about going out, building those internal relationships, asking lots of questions. I think not being afraid to ask those questions. I also think to your point earlier, the KPIs are very important, right? Of not just kind of going in and not necessarily having KPIs or maybe having KPIs yourself, but not having agreed upon those with the management team, making sure that everybody's aligned. So those are all all really great points. Another one that I had was around budget. If you're building an in-house program, maybe you know there hasn't really been an IR budget before, what can... IROs do to build out that budget? Any, any suggestions? Yeah, great question. So I think you first need to recognize that, you know, IR is a very niche, very key executive role for your company where everything flows through you. You get to touch finance, you get to touch communications, marketing, as well as you know, your, your closest three, three or four people that you work with are your CEO, your CFO, your president, as well as your head of corporate development. And so when it comes down to the budget, 
you have to recognize that IR is an expense to the company, right? You're not generating any revenue per se. So I would say be thoughtful on one, your expenses, as well as sure, you need to figure out, you know, what everything rolls into your budget. So for example, if you're a publicly traded company, you're either going to be picking, if you're based in the United States, you're either going to be, you know, listed on the New York Stock Exchange or, or the NASDAQ, period. And so, you know, that, that, that's a servicing fee that, you know, for your listing fee that, you, that, that comes out of your budget, as well as you have a stock transfer agents, either with Broadridge or AST or several other respectable transfer agents. And so, those two are, are, are fairly large costs that are going to be in your budget that you need to be thoughtful of. They're not going away per se, but you just need to be thoughtful on, on that pricing. And so when it comes down to specific vendors on where you're going to get your CRM, for example, you know, there's several very strong, respected, you know, vendors out there that can, you know, provide you data analytics you know, market data. So that that's an expense that isn't needed, but you need to be thoughtful of which one you want to do as well as what you can leverage from that. And so, you know, that that's another one as though as, you know, hosting your IR website to hosting your earnings calls. So when it comes down to a budget, understand what everything is rolling into your 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 department, as well as look for opportunities to you know, either negotiate those prices down or to, to, you know, look at everything that's out there. I, I always encourage people, especially, you know, heads of IRs to understand what every vendor out there does, because if it's a new vendor, you know, and it may not be the right opportunity for you now, that doesn't mean in the future that could be really, you know, really positive enhancing your your overall time and efficiencies down the road. Because as an IRO, either if you're you're a one-man person or you have a small team of two or three people, you know, your time is very, very limited because you wear a lot of hats. And so if there's a vendor out there that you can leverage that can help you or you can be, you know, twice as efficient, you know, you need to be aware of that. That's great. Yeah, that's great advice. I mean, I, I think to your point, it's like deciding on what are the, what are the must haves and the, the nice to haves. And I mean, there, to your point, there's a lot of different things that roll into that IR budget. Another question that I had, it's, it's come up in a couple other conversations. And I think what it comes down to is like choosing the right company. You know, to your point, starting an in-house IR program is not easy. And so are there certain characteristics that you would look for in a company? that would indicate, you know, a likelihood of success for somebody who may be joining? Yes. And so it, it really depends on what appetite you, you, you're in for. I think you can, but, you know, through your interview process, you know, with the key executives that, you know, you're probably in touch with, I think you can quickly form of, is this executive, you know, able to talk to? Are you going to be able to connect with them? Are you able to travel with them? Because, you know, in IR, not just earnings, but, you know, you're going to be traveling with them all over the U.S. And so 
the airplane test. That's that's a real thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's being able to you know connect with the person as well as another characteristic would be you know trust. You know, being entrepreneurial, challenging the status quo, and seeking consult you know constant feedback. I think you know if they're if the company is you know bureaucratic, I think that you know could be a, a red flag. So. I would seek just understanding the company as well as you know, the key people that you're going to be working with day in and day out and trying to understand, is this a right fit for you or is it is not? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. That's, that's actually one that's come up in, in a few other conversations as well, which is that culture fit and just how important that is. Cause to your point, it's a, it's a tough journey, especially if you're building up the program for the first time. Yeah. You need somebody who's going to trust you and try new things. Think outside the box a little bit. And like I mentioned previously, you know, it's, it's a team effort and you're, you got to be willing to have people also help you support you, you know, with a day to day process because, you know, you're just not just doing IR on a day to day basis. You know, there's a lot of different hats and a lot of different ways that you're getting pulled. And so you just need to be able to adjust quickly as well as have, you know, a team of people within your finance legal department that can help support you when things get okay. So we've had a lot of great tips as we've gone along here. Somebody stepping into a position, building an IR program at an established organization. What would you say is the first thing they should do? It's a great question. Take a deep breath and you know, be, be pretty fortunate because it's, a, it's a very unique opportunity that doesn't come along a whole lot to, to establish an IR department and, you know, be ready to roll up your sleeves to get to work because it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort to build the function out, create a plan and just as needed. Be patient because, you know, it's going to take time to establish a high performing department. The way that you envisioned it, you know, we're the business. Ask questions. You know, don't be afraid to try something new and to challenge the status quo. You know, it's it's your playbook. Go out and and, and try new things. You know, there it's a fantastic opportunity to work with executives as well as meets and be in the room with some incredible smarts. People that are institutional investors, sell site analysts, you know, people in M and A, as well as you know, lawyers, and so you know, be able to learn as well as provide feedback and input when needed, and and be confident because you know that company is investing in you. They 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 are trusting that you can be be successful, and they want you to be successful, and so you know. Have the opportunity to lean on executives to ask them what their input is, as well as befriend and get to know and have a great relationship with your board members because the board members are there to help you as well. And so the more relationships you can create, the more you can network, as well as just have a strong team and foundation in place that can really tee up for a really successful department, you know, going forward. That's great advice. Thanks, Brooks. I really appreciate the time and I'm sure that we'll be chatting again soon. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. Thank you. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Winning IR. For more winning ideas, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Irwin, a better way to manage investor relations. For more information, visit www.getirwin.com.